0: We are delighted to be joined by the founder of Christianity Explored, popular author and evangelist Rico Tice. Thanks so much for joining us, Rico.
1: It's a joy to be with you, David. Thank you very much for having me. I really mean it. It's lovely to be, uh, to be asked um, to, to talk about what you're trying to do. Yeah,
0: thank you. Well, Rico, before we start to talk about all of the exciting things that the Lord has done through you, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you become a Christian.
1: Yeah, I didn't come from a Christian home. My parents, I came from a loving home. They were lovely, my parents, uh, but they weren't Christian people in terms of the Bible not being opened. Um, and, uh, you know, prayer was never part of home. I guess my mum was a traditional Anglican. But on the 6th of August 1982, my godfather, my dad's older brother, so he was also my uncle, was killed in a cliff fall. And it was a bit like Covid has been the last two years. I, uh, people have woken up to death. There's a death salience. And David, I woke up to the fact I would die. So the Lord really used that. I realized suddenly life was fragile. I wouldn't be here for long. What is the point of it? All those things a 15 15 year old might think. And then wonderfully, there was a man called Christopher Ash, who was a maths teacher at my school. And he said to me, look, when Jesus rose from the dead, he rose to give you hope in the face of death. And I remember thinking, if that's true, it's the most important thing in the world. Yeah. So so it was the death. It was death that made me think about it. And then a, another teenager who was 19, I was 15. We were playing tennis. And very bravely, he opened the Bible with me. And, 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 and he said, you know, can I show you the Bible? And he showed me Psalm 103, verse 15. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourished like a flower of the field. The wind blows its place. Remembers it no more. And he said, you can flourish, but you'll die. Well, our life, we can flourish. That's why so many people are arrogant but but you but you'll die and then he said verse 17 but from everlasting to everlasting the lord's love is of those who fear him he said rico if you invest in god if your relationships with god you'll live forever so invest in god and i just was like well, it rather destroyed my second serve in the next game david as you can imagine but i think that's the moment i i suddenly saw over the horizon into eternity and thought it's madness not to live for god it's what you've got to do yeah that's So i think think it was death that caused me to come to faith yeah
0: yeah when did you feel a call into Christian ministry and how did that all happen Rico
1: well David it's interesting there are a number of reasons for ministry and one is love and another is truth but a third is anger and I then found that the 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 the, you know we had morning assemblies at school and there was a a chaplain like most schools or you know you have some I don't know if you had some sort of religious guy that came in and did stuff, but he was liberal he really didn't believe it. And, and, and I then, you know, age 16, thought my friends are being lied to. They're being told if you get confirmed and you're a good guy, God will accept you. There was a real sense of if you're good, you're accepted. The exact reverse of the gospel. So yeah. the gospel is not are you good enough to become a Christian, but are you bad enough to know you need forgiveness? And I, I just I just remember thinking this man's a liar. He's not telling the truth and uh, is quite self-centered. And I thought, you know, you, you ministry, you've got to tell people the truth. And I think that I think that was a huge calling, actually, because I remember thinking at 16, I could do better than him, but at least I tell him the truth. Yeah. You know, I knew we were sinners. There's a day of judgment. We need to trust in Christ to be forgiven. He rose from the dead. And, you know, these things weren't being said. I now feel more sympathetic because those institutions, you know, need a need a chaplain that holds it together. So it tells everyone we're all good chaps. We're all in it together. But nevertheless, it wasn't the gospel, because the gospel is we're not all in good chaps and we're not all in it together. (laughs) The gospel is you've got to come to Jesus to get forgiven. And if you don't, there's only one way to hell. You have to trample over the cross of Jesus to get there. The way you get to hell is you trample over the cross and that, you know, you you, you just say, you know, Jesus blocks the way to hell by saying I've paid in death and blood. We were never told that.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah and how did you what was Brother, the next I'm, step i'm for you?
1: an angry man it's terrible isn't it so you know you've got me on here but you know i want to say <laughs> terrible but you know i uh, pray for me to be less but you know i've never recovered from from you know in yeah. again in the church of england at the moment we're not telling the truth about human yeah. sexuality the only place yeah. for sex is between a man and a woman within marriage if you go outside of that you are under judgment you know we just yeah. got to tell people
0: yeah yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit more in in a, in a few moments. But how did the idea of Christianity Explore come about, and how have you developed it over the years?
1: Well, I I worked at Hewlett Packard, the computer company, and then I played lots of rugby, and and I realised my mates needed a place to ask questions. They did have questions, so there was that there was that interaction with it, and there was some, you know I went to a basics group once at Christchurch Clifton where they sort of asked questions. And and then the Alpha course came along and Alpha was amazing as a helicopter co- uh, ride around the Christian faith. But I wanted to do a walk through a gospel. So yeah. I think Alpha was inspirational, but there was a course in Australia called Christianity Explained that went through Mark's gospel. And I then brought that here, but then developed it with lessons from Alpha about, you know, ha- a weekend away, for example. And, and doing it within the church, not just the clergyman doing it, getting your leaders to be trained doing it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's I think that's how that that went forward. Really, I am I, um, uh, I saw Alpha doing and I started running it at All Souls and then All Souls became the laboratory, my church here in central London. So you work stuff out locally and then after about three or four years, you send that out to mates like you and you'd say, David, can you run that locally in your church? And then you get something together to be published and and that's the you know work your local church is the laboratory I can't stand parachurch organizations that go from the desk to publisher you go desk local church, work it out, and then you say david what, what what's happening where you are? you've got another mate up in middlesbrough what's happening there and then you you get the best lessons and then you then you publish, and then you keep redoing it you're always you know semper reformanda, always reforming always do i'm on the sixth edition of Christianity explored now so you keep tweaking it to work it out yeah
0: and of course that was the gospel of mark but it's developed into into other studies as well tell us a little bit about that rico
1: yeah well the big thing is the mark study and, and i think that, that i've only really had one big idea in my life david i think we all get one maybe and mine has been that in mark's gospel i don't know if you can see this but you can do mark's gospel in three words so that the whole of mark's gospel is either identity who is jesus mission why did he come call what does it mean to follow him so who is jesus why did he come what does it mean to follow him just about every verse in mark is on that and when you say that to people they go oh well i could do that if it's just three words if every verse is either identity or mission or call i could do it and then you give them the confidence to do it and then the fourth word in mark is blindness so the the disciples and the religious authorities everyone in fact except for blind bartimaeus is blind to who jesus is why he came what it means to follow him and that gives it the drama because you say they can't see can you see they can't see who he is can you see who he is as you're reading it they can't see why he died Round the cross the soldiers the religious authorities the thief can you see why he died they don't know what it means to follow him the disciples are all self-centered can you see what it means to follow him So do you see what I mean? Mark is so simple that we've really tried to put it in people's hands and said, just go through the gospel. It's such a simple document. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Really helpful. Thank you, Rico. As an evangelist here in the UK, you touched on this a few moments ago. How would you describe the country's spiritual temperature?
1: Well, I think um, there was a survey called Talking Jesus pre-COVID that said 67 percent of the people in this country have got a Christian friend they like which is amazing because the media would say it's 15%. It's not. And just to say, brother, sister, who's listening to this, well done, keep loving people because it's really appreciated. People like Christians and the reason they like them, the survey said Talking Jesus is they're selfless. So www.talkingjesus.org, amazing survey. So first of all, Christians are liked, so keep serving. Of that 67% you've got a Christian friend they like, it's a bit like the parable of the sower. 20% 20% would like to know more about Jesus. Now, that is 7.5 million people. So, the people that like you, four out of five are going to reject you because they're getting on with their life. Although that was pre COVID and pre Ukraine. So, it's probably bigger now because our, our worldviews are being shaken. Yeah. But you've still got one in five that would like to know more. But the thing is, they're not going to say, oh, you know, Rico, I'd love to know more. David, I love to-. You've got to ask them. But one in five is going to come back with some interest. So you've you've got to have your identity in Christ. There is hunger, but there's a lot of rejection. Yeah. Yeah. But there are a lot of hungry people out there who want to know. And but there are a lot of people who've and, you know, they're not rejecting the Christian faith because of the evidence. They're rejecting it because of the consequences. Yeah. You know, I'm an evangelist in the Romans one tradition, which is you're not speaking to people who are neutral you're speaking to people who are God's enemies. So so you know let's yeah. remember it's never a neutral thing evangelism. I'm talking to people who 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 are tenants in God's world and they want to think they're owners. So you know it's a battle. I've got to pray. Yeah. Yeah. But nevertheless there is a lot of hunger as well as a lot of a lot of um you know um a lot of uh, rejection.
0: Yeah. In terms of channe- channeling that Rico what can churches be doing to get more focused on sharing the gospel message?
1: Well, I think that the first thing that has to happen is the leader's got to do it, David. So I'm an evangelist. I'm a number two. The most important person on evangelism at my church is Charlie Scrine, my boss, the, uh, who's the rector. And he does a canoe club and he's with non-Christians each week. I've just done chess club this morning. Um, and a Catholic mate who's there, who I run it with, is going to come to something next week. I think he's I think he's quite, you know, it'd be inter- I think he's quite serious, actually, spiritually. It'd be interesting. But we've just started talking. But if the leader isn't modelling it, the church family won't do it. So I think that's the first thing. They People aren't going to do what you say. They'll do what you do. So, you know, next Monday, I'm bringing non-Christian friends to a sports quiz. And if the church family see me do it, they'll do it. And so just to say, if you're a church leader doing it, go back to your elders and get time off each week to 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 um you know be with non-christians regularly i think that's just huge and and what and therefore act six verses one to four where they delegated the work of tables to do um you know teach the word and pray is critical so i don't know there are lots of things i could say on that david we could talk again but if you're a leader a house group leader you must model it and the way you model it is by being regularly with non-christians so this yeah. morning, 8 a.m., every Thursday morning, I'm at chess club and yeah. then I build relationships with them, with, their, with the, the the other kids' parents and invite them along to stuff. I trust God to sovereignly be calling people, but I'm doing something every week with non-Christians on their terms, not mine. And then I've got people to invite to stuff. Yeah. And I think if the leader hasn't got people to invite, the church family just don't think it's important.
0: Yeah. You mentioned that this is your role within the church, Rico. Um, how do you avoid um, the rest of the church family seeing this as something that they can outsource to you, that this is your job, Rico, you're paid to do this, and therefore they don't need to actively get involved?
1: Oh, brother, that's a great question. And, and of course, the job of the evangelist, this is the key, is to equip God's people for works of service. It's not just to do it myself, although I must model it. It's Ephesians 4, 10 and 11 to equip them to do it. And I, I think, therefore, the way I avoid it is I have two strategies at All Souls. One is come and hear. So the church family are trying to bring friends and we run our Christian Explored or our Hope Explored or our Life Explored courses, we run these courses. But the second is go and tell. We've just had the house groups do four weeks of of this, where we where we try and equip them with with what to go and tell with. Now, they they need courage, but for example, This is what we're all wearing at the moment. This is from Agape. And here are four icons called the four. I don't know if you can see it. God loves the world. He's made it. Sin has broken the world. So we're separated from God. Jesus died so that we can come back into relationship with God. And what do you think of that? What do you think of what Jesus has done? It's a very simple gospel. So the first way I avoid it, David, is I'm always training people to do it. I think people need training in terms of Christmas Easter and the courses. I'm giving them opportunities to bring bring friends and I'm looking for passionate advocates in the church family who I'm who who I'm interviewing about their evangelism. I've got a prayer meeting tonight. But yeah, so I just keep saying my job is to equip you to do it. It's not just to do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's making sure everyone understands the role of the evangelism, which mean evangelist, which means, of course, brother. I have much more conflict in the church family with Christians than with non Christians outside. <clears throat> you know, because it's saying to the Christians, we must all be doing it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Rico, I, I, I know you sometimes spend weekends teaching this, but how would you boil down some of that training that you're doing in terms of what, what would you feel are some of the really good nuggets for some takeaways for people listening? Um, if there good. are people listening that want to you know, want to get started in evangelism. Okay,
1: I think there are three great truths you have to have in place to give you confidence in evangelism. So do, you know if you're taking notes, confidence. People have to have the confidence to do it. And here are the three things about God I'm always saying number one God is sovereign so Acts 17 verses 24 to 28 he is the sovereign God and in that passage and Acts 17 what we see is that we see how God is described and the Bible tells us we must think of God as he tells us to think of him so the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and doesn't live in, in temples built by human hands that's verse 24 so God made the world Verse 25, he's not served by human hands as if he needed anything. He himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. That's 26. He's the sustainer. So he's the creator. He's the sustainer. Verse 26. From one man, he made all the nations. They should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. So God here is the creator, sustainer and ruler. He decides, verse 26, how long I live and where I live. Okay what then is God's aim for the world verse 27 God did this so that they would uh, seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him though he's not far from each one of us God made the world he sustains it and rules it he decides where you and I live in order that people meet his son Jesus now if you believe that it means that when I met my neighbor on the way out to chess club this morning and said hello to him that is a divine appointment It's also that that neighbor lives in number six. Now, the other day, because I believe this, I said, mate, what do you think about Ukraine? I've only just moved into this block and he looks at me and he said, Putin is mad. And then he said, we've got to pray. Well, that's amazing. Now, I've got to have a chat with him about prayer. But I believe the sovereign Lord has put me here to reach him, just like the guy James in the chess club. So he's organized that. And because I think that's what's going on in history, it gives me confidence. so number one god is sovereign he's put you where you are look around he's also put them where they are to meet jesus so my neighbor he's not in london to work for bp which is what he thinks he's here in london to meet me that's why he's in london and i believe that and that gives me three things confidence energy and optimism because i think everything's a divine appointment so david that's absolutely key second thing that's absolutely key is power when i speak to him if it's just my words i'm in trouble but 2 corinthians 4 verse 5 says we preach christ and verse 6 says as you'll know for god who said let light shine out of darkness made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of god's glory in the face of christ as i speak of jesus god does the miracle and opens their eyes to see who jesus is so when my godfather died I was regenerated inside as God said to me, well, Rico, what are you going to do about death? And then when the math teacher said Jesus will get you through death, I was regenerated inside like, yes, I've got to come to Jesus. So the power and, and it says for God, who said "Let light shine of darkness in two Corinthians four, verse six. So the God who Genesis one created the world recreates my heart as we speak of Jesus. So, number one, there's sovereignty. Number two, there's power. As we preach Christ, God opens blind eyes. That's why we're Christian. God's done a miracle. And thirdly, David, this is important, identity. I'm going to get rejected. And, um, and in the light of that, whether you accept or reject me, that doesn't make me valuable. I've got to know that what makes me valuable is Christ died for me. So there is going to be rejection. And I've got to have my identity in God's grace. So I know I'm loved because of what God has done dying for me. There's a declaration that I'm righteous. That's my emotional security. So, David, those are three things I'd send people away with. The sovereignty of God, the power as we speak, Christ, God opens blind eyes and our identity in God's grace. And I, I think I'm doing evangelism. Those three truths undergird all we do. Yeah,
0: really helpful, Rico. Thank you so much. What are some common mistakes or, or watchouts that you would say for people when they when they're sharing the gospel? What are some mistakes that people can make?
1: Well, that's a great that's a great question. I I think um the first the first thing to say is to think that we're not all afraid. The biggest thing that stops us doing evangelism is fear, and I think people think that well Rico's not afraid I am afraid and I am timid we're all afraid so we've got to get our identity in the gospel and in the Acts of the Apostles the biggest prayer that Paul makes most often is for boldness is for courage so pray for courage and I think the biggest mistake people make is that they don't pray for courage yeah you've got to pray that we'll have the courage to speak now at the moment so how do I then do that David what do I do I have four steps I go celebrate people god sovereignly put the bloke in flat six get to know them serve them the recycling's tomorrow outside tomorrow for us it's friday morning recycling just make sure you ask them questions what their biggest stress is but thirdly pray for courage and ask a question now at the moment all i'm asking people is what do you think of ukraine yeah because that precipitates a conversation you know i'm not being silly but one of my leaders said to me and she's she's very bright and sensible but her parents live near near in hungary near ukraine she said well my sister is building an an air raid shelter and my parents have got stuff that helps you survive a nuclear attack well that i mean that 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 precipitates a conversation about where what big story you're in and what you feel so ask a question ask lots of questions like you know, now there's one point in it in the in the in the Premier League. What do you think is going to happen? Is it going to be Liverpool or Man City? So, so do normal life, but then ask them and say, so, you know, you might want to say that. Do you mind if I ask you a question? But it might be, what do you think about spiritual stuff, or what's the what's what's your big purpose in life and meaning, or whatever? But ask a question, and then number four, exit. So if they go quiet, you go quiet and go back to Man U and Man City and and the Premiership or whatever it is but if they talk, keep asking questions, Jesus asked over 300. So I think those four, celebrate people, serve them, ask a question, like it's Easter. Do you celebrate Easter? It's coming up Easter. Gosh, at the moment, I think there's so much insecurity in the world. Have you, would you, would, can I ask if you'd look at the person of Jesus, because that's my rock, just, just, just ask a question. And then number four, exit. If they, if they go quiet and they don't want to know, go back to celebrating and four in five will but one in five will go you know what, i've been i've been really thinking about this and i i remember my i remember i went to sunday school when i was young and, and you know it's coming back to me now because i watched the telly and i just i just doom scroll yeah does that help yeah. david I, I think so the biggest thing i'd say is pray for courage yeah. and then celebrate serve ask a question and um and exit But brother, pray for courage. And please, can you pray for me to have courage? You know, I can talk to you like this. What am I going to do in terms of inviting the blokes at school who do the fibre side to the to the sports quiz? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Really good. Thank you, Rico. You've been doing this for a very long time now. Knowing what you know now, what advice would you have given to the young Rico Tice just starting out in ministry?
1: Oh, brother, I think it would be work harder at your prayer life. I think so, brother. I think that, um, you know, I think that we and I pray better with other people praying with me because I'm not very disciplined. So Wednesday morning, there's a 7 a.m. prayer meeting. You know, when you're trying to get evangelism going in the church, we've got to start by praying post COVID as we get going. So I would have had someone mentor me more about prayer and help me battle on prayer. I think the other thing is, I mean, I, I got converted out of my own depravity a bit. I, I kept a diary and worked out that I just there was so much self-centeredness. But but I think that with younger leaders, I would say to them, we've got to root the sin out. People like Ravi Zacharias, who've shamed us or Jonathan Fletcher or others. I think what we now know is they were m- amazingly gifted, but but they didn't have people who said, know jonathan they should have said to jonathan fletcher there's been a scandal in the south of england among anglicans around him and you know he was beating some men in the congregation and there was a sort of you know it was desperate really and um and i i think that you know but he was wonderfully gifted and that it should have been spotted by older men early and they should have said no you're not going on into ministry unless we really sort this out so <clears throat> those two things i think prayer and godliness and let's have the courage to to really take on and root out sin in the younger men rather than it just grows so yeah. ravi zacharias you know what we now know is that you know he would say to the women that he was he was meeting and you know having sex with or 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 asking for massages and in, in a totally inappropriately he'd say if you did as much for God as I did, you'd understand why I need to do this. And God does, too. I'm so special to God that he needs mm-hmm. this. And of course, Ravi wasn't part of a church. So these yeah. basic lessons that weren't in place early. So I think it's the basic lessons in prayer early and then and then in place early and then prayer.
0: Yeah. And on a similar theme, Rico, there's going to be people listening that are really busy with their careers and and maybe serving in the in the, in the church with any spare time that they have. As someone yourself that is very busy and wearing a lot of different hats, how do you safeguard your own personal time with the Lord and how do you avoid burnout?
1: Oh, brother, um, I think you do what you think is important. You know, it's very interesting. With the Six Nations rugby, David, it's very interesting, but I seem to make time to watch the games every year and I'm very busy. So, my brother, what I'd say is um, the first thing is we've got to – get the bible open in the morning and if there was one thing i'd say to them all even in the midst of ukraine what i'd say is we've got to make sure that we do bible before tech get get your bible out and 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 before you turn on the tech and the phone listen to the lord and i i think that is absolutely massive it's bible before tech and um and I and I think it's it's therefore what time you get to bed. So if you see me up after eleven, you know I've made a decision not to pray the next day, because yeah. uh, I need a certain amount of sleep. And so so you've got to say, Rico, you're up after eleven. I see you've decided not to pray, and I'll be cross with you, David. But you'll be right. Yeah. So I think it's just those basic battles, and then after a bit, you work out what your capacity is. And you know, I'm dyslexic. I got a third at university. I I can't do what my boss Charlie can do. I don't have his capacity. Certainly, John Stott, I I wasn't close to close remotely to what he could do. So you work out what what your own levels are, and then and then make sure there's room for your spiritual life. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's really helpful, Rico. It's hard to believe, isn't it, that you know just over two years ago, hardly any of us knew what Zoom was, and then suddenly a lot of yeah. churches have now embraced. It. It's become a way of life. How important. Is, has it been for you as an evangelist to embrace online and what sort of benefits have you seen from it
1: well what's amazing is is us talking now brother i i am not sure that i mean we've got a mission next week i don't think i'd have had time to come and see you but but it's just lovely to do this in this way now uh, uh, what's most interesting is i've been reading there was a guy that came to christianics hope explored we've done a three-week course called hope explored because we found seven weeks is too long when people start So we get them on a little three week post Christmas and Easter and say, come for three weeks and look at hope. And we found a big take up on that. Anyway, this guy last Easter came to week one and then um, because of family and work reasons, he couldn't come again. But he was on my table. So I started each week on the phone or on Zoom. We would have a little 15, 20 minutes of Bible. And we've done that. We did that probably 30 sessions. Now, I'd never have done that before. I've only met him once. I met him once. I I was over in Ireland doing some filming for Hope Explored and we went and played golf. And uh, so I've had one game of golf with him. And yet I think we're really good friends. He's now going to a local church. He got converted in in um, the October and he's now reading the Bible with his vicar, uh, with his pastor of the church he started going to. But I'm saying I've met him in person once, but I've read the Bible with him 30 times. Now that's, yeah. that's new <clears throat> and, and it was short, you know, sometimes he'd be in his car <clears throat> and I'd, I'd ring up on a Friday and he'd be driving because of his job. And I'd just do something on the phone, but we've become good friends, even though I've, I've only met him once. Now that's yeah. the tech thing. So the opportunity, but what we've got to do is journey with people. Even, you know, I was journeying with him and there are many ones and, you know, we'd have a chat and get the Bible open. So, I think it's opportunity. That, that's what's new it's It's this ability to look after the sheep a long way away, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. What are some of the watch outs with technology? I mean we know don't we that the public face of Christianity in a western world you you know you look at the most popular podcasts or the best selling Christian books, often they're the prosperity gospel and we've got a lot of false teaching as well. What are some of the watch outs when we look at online Rico?
1: Well, brother, the first thing is, let's remember that in the Greek, ecclesia means gathering. The word ecclesia, that means church, is the word for gathering. I only know two Greek words, ecclesia and kebab, anyway. But ecclesia means gathering. So it is not church to meet online. Yeah. It might be helpful, but it's not church. Church is, is don't give up the habit of meeting together, Hebrews 10. And so certainly at All Souls, we will after easter stop doing our online services we will do a smaller offering of the sunday sermon the previous week and a couple of hymns but we are we just know that we can't be the place where people think they're doing church and we've got some people who go oh yeah i come in person or online i see what's on that week now that's just consumer culture mm. you know we're, we're to be together yeah. and so we're we're really having to i think i think that i think that's the biggest danger that there's a new view of church that fits around my lifestyle so I can watch when it when it suits me on a Sunday. And some people yeah. now go, well, you know, I like Spain. So one float said to me, look, I really enjoy cycling Sunday morning. So I now cycle Sunday morning. I have a lovely time with the Lord Then I come back and watch online and I'm going, brother, that's not church. Yeah, it's not church. Yeah. So I think that that's what I'd say. And And then the second thing I'd say in terms of the prosperity teachers you know, you've got to, again, be at your local church where you know who's teaching you. So it might be that you listen to the odd thing. But Ravi, we were all listening to Ravi online, but he was living in a moral life because he wasn't at a local church. Yeah. So that means the main people that teach you are your local vicar and you get to see their lives. You yeah. see their families. You, 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 you so you know who's teaching you and whether they're sitting under the Lordship of Christ. If yeah. a, a number of these prosperity teachers, brother. You know, look at the car in the car park, look how they're living. Can you trust them? Is that the way of Jesus? You know, John Stott lived in one room and he had a bed in the corridor. That that's that that was his life at All Souls. So, you know, I saw with him a very simple lifestyle. He he sold over 10 million books and all the honorarium, all the profits from those books went straight into funding books and third world theological scholarship so that he could raise up leaders i mean he didn't keep any of it yeah you know so and i knew his life so when he taught the bible i he was in a local church here at all souls and i knew who he was yeah yeah
0: really helpful helpful rico we've got an amazing god rico and it's so so encouraging to see how he's blessed a lot of your ministry when you when you look back at all that he has done what are some of the high points that you cherish so far
1: Oh, brother, look, without question, the high point is that I am so depraved. I'm such a sinner that I've been used for anything. Yeah. When I, that, yeah. That, that, that really is what I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I really do. I, I think it's, a, it's staggering. When I, when I think of my, my depravity, my self-centeredness, the jealousies, the pockets of lust, the longing, for, the longing for attention. When I think of what the Holy Spirit has to contend with daily in me, I'm amazed I've been able to do anything so and it's it's grace it's a great kindness let me read you a i'll read you a um a quote that i really love I'll just get it here sorry it was on my bookshelf but but um this this is a quote that i find it was by a guy called um he was a bishop and um he said it in the nineteen fifties to men who were heading into ministry. Um, He was Alf Stamway, an Australian bishop, and this is what he said to some men getting ordained in Pittsburgh in the States in the 1950s. He said, if other people knew you like God knows you, all your faults, all your vain thoughts, all your sins, all the things in your heart, all the wrong thoughts you ever had, would they trust you with the kind of work God trusts you with? Here is the supreme confidence that God has in his own grace. He'll take the like of you and me and give us the privilege of being his saints. Yeah. So I and my quiet time each morning. What I do is, is I, I, I grow downwards. I allow the Bible to show me my sin. Then I remind myself of the wonder of being able to do this work because of God's grace. Then I feel joy and then I go into training evangelism discipleship but the the golden chain is sin grace joy and if we lose our joy we lose our strength and the way we keep our joy counterintuitively David is look into our sin so here's the bible in a year which I do and and um I have some verses at the start that remind me of the amazing story I'm in of this grace so each morning I say when was I converted I ask myself ephesians 1 verse 4 and 5 um he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless i was converted before the beginning of time god decided he'd pick david knight before time began not when you were converted say in 1990 or whenever it was i wasn't converted in 82 i was converted before the beginning of the world yeah. how was i converted Two corinthians 4 god god opened my blind eyes with a miracle um, what what sort of day is today Romans 8, verse 28. We know all things work together for our good. Today's a great day because today's the day God's planned for me. And if it's good for God, it's good for me. It's a great day because verse 29, it's about me becoming more like Jesus. Now, it can be brutal, but it's about being God is in control. If he was in control on Good Friday, he's in control today. And therefore, he's making me more like Jesus. And I'm, I'm in that story, Ukraine or not. That's the story I'm in um how does god feel about me romans 1 verse 17 now the righteousness of god is revealed he is delighted with me amazingly because he's delighted with jesus i just can't believe it but i relate to god through christ's performance not my own why is today a better day than yesterday because i'm a day closer to heaven and with the non-christian they're a day closer to hell so it's a worse day for them but no eye has seen no ear has heard no mind has conceived what god has prepared for those who love him it's amazing god has prepared the new creation for me and jesus is the proof now that's the story i'm in every day and at the heart of it i can't believe i've been chosen i'm being conformed to Christ's likeness my sin is being contended with by the holy spirit it's been forgiven brother i so i'm amazed god has done anything and it, yeah. it is his grace
0: yeah we're about to run out of time, Rico, and it's gone so fast. I've really enjoyed speaking to you today. But I can't let you go before asking you this question. We love the videos that you've put together for Christianity Explored. Did you really nearly become best friends with Prince William?
1: <laughs> well, honestly, brother, I really did meet him on that staircase. And uh, yeah, it, what, what it was, was it, was it was Harold Wilson's funeral. And everyone was around and I was meeting a father and son whose wife kathy i'd taken the funeral she died in a car crash so i was standing on those stairs and he was he was there but of course i wasn't i was thinking about these two guys i was meeting the webbers and um so but yeah there he was no but but i didn't meet him because i didn't say hello yeah yeah i just sat there but then then someone came around the corner and said william we're at the back and, and you know off he went i mean it was he's much bigger than you think he is actually he's quite a bit i could have taken him but he's a big guy (laughs) <laughs> yeah so there you have it is like uh, that's that's what i use for Christianity explored actually here i don't know if you can see that the two-faced you know, yeah. lady the young lady and the old lady you know i could see william but i could see a handsome guy with thinning hair broad-shouldered i couldn't see my future king yeah, can you see yeah. who jesus is yeah yeah
0: really good we've mentioned the word gospel a few times in our conversation today if someone listening was unfamiliar with what that was just take a couple of moments just to share with that with them right now rico
1: absolutely Uh, my friend as you listen thank you for listening God has made the world we think he's made you so you're not here by accident you've been made by God and he cherishes you but we've turned away from God we've not lived as we should and one day God's going to say mate do you know me and have you had your sin forgiven now uh, if that was the gospel we'd be left just under God's judgment but amazingly God sent Jesus to die so that we could be forgiven So the cross isn't just a Galilean carpenter dying. He's dying for you in his place. And to prove this is all true, that his death on the cross worked. Well, he rose from the dead and his resurrection shows that sin has been paid for and life after death is possible. So the question is, what will you do? Will you admit your wrongdoing, believe Christ died for you and repent of your wrongdoing of your sin and come to him? Or are you going to go on with a crown on your own head saying, well, I'll be God? And please, honestly, particularly with Ukraine and the fragility of life, come to Jesus, the good shepherd, and trust him to forgive you. Believe he died on the cross and trust him to lead you.
0: Yeah, thank you, Rico. Finally, what is the best way for people to be able to keep in touch with you?
1: Oh, I think if you can just look up ChristianityExplored.org and see the website. Um, Pope Explored particularly, this new little short course three weeks Christian hope it's very timely we've had loads of churches pick it up so look at hope explored and see if you can run that
0: excellent well we're going to make sure that the links to that is in the description below wherever you're watching this Rico thanks again for your time I've really enjoyed speaking to you this morning
1: brother it was a privilege to be with you and for those who listen again thank you I'm humbled that you should listen